and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Husker fans of all ages, to a brand new Five Heart Podcast live exclusively on YouTube. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko. Joining me are we are three. Let me let me, let me back up. All right. Let me we'll edit that in post. Uh we have uh, <laughs> over here the the man, the myth, the legend, our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. Hi, John. I'm I'm glad that you're ecstatic this week. Uh, you were John the Grumpy or John the Poopy Pants or something last week. So, well, I was not. I'm pretty sure that your little no. name tag no. down there said John the something negative and pessimistic. J- J- John the Crusty, I believe, is what it was last week. Well, that's <laughs> that's nothing negative about that. That's just a status of being. Sometimes when you get it past sixty, you sons of bitches. <laughs> we're we're joined oh once God, again I'm... back to back to back weeks by uh, uh, one of our newer uh, contributors to coronation.com but s- certainly has uh, left his his uh, imprint on the website and that is Jarek Shear. Jarek, welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. It's uh, n- nice to know that volleyball took care of business, nice world record, and hey, man, I'm ready to take that ninety two thousand run it right through Minnesota. I was going to say we are three. But in Lincoln tonight, there are 92,003, a, uh, a new world record for attendance to a women's sporting event. Uh, in the meantime, the Nebraska women's volleyball team knocked off UNO, and uh, uh, a, a good time was had by all, would you say, John? John, you're muted. Joking. I was choking to death. You know what I was choking to death because of? I don't know why. Because tomorrow, tomorrow, Dear Spiegel is probably going to be writing about Nebraska. The Australian Sky News is going to have a segment about Nebraska. About the uh, volleyball? Yes. Very nice. It's a world record. That's the world Okay. I'll tell you what, it, it was so it was so impressive, Jarek. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh it was so impressive that the uh terrestrial radio station of my uh previous employee, the sports uh page on Facebook had a, a post, a blurb up there earlier today about uh, Nebraska volleyball uh chasing history or seeking uh a historic event or something like that. I said, Oh and and they're in Illinois and they don't really care, but it, it, it is big. I mean, realistically, it's it's quite the statement. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't 92,000 even. I feel like that would have been a little too, hmm. Cheesy. They, well, yeah, they. I'm glad they, you know, had to throw a few you know, extra on top there. So, yeah. Probably counted it, a couple pregnant ladies as two. It, 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 oh it's nice God. to know that <laughs> – it's it's nice to know that you know, you know I'm I'm a big fan of soccer for football as the, the beautiful game as everybody knows it. So yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the previous world record that was the Barcelona women's game at the at the new camp uh, last year for the Champions League, and the reason they did that was because they normally don't play where where the Barcelona men play. So <laughs> it was kind of a, a fun thing for them to do just to see what kind of turnout they would get. For Nebraska to turn around and and to beat that, you know, even if it's only by a couple hundred, hey, that's a world record. I would love to see anybody in in America turn around and even try. 
to beat that. So I, I think this event and, and this campaign, uh, you know, got Oklahoma thinking about doing something similar with their softball program. But still, I just don't know. It, softball takes up a lot more room than volleyball. You'd have less space down on the on the field for seating. I just it'd be uh, I mean, outside of getting something in in the big house, you know, um, not too many places. And and Michigan's never going to sell out volleyball like Nebraska will. So, I, that, my God, my God, you guys are very subdued. I, I think for me, if any Big Ten volleyball team tries to challenge this, it would have to be Penn State. It would be the only one who's had a pedigree outside of Minnesota, Wisconsin. But there's just not enough people in Pennsylvania who would want to go see that. You would have to draw. Yeah. I You'd almost have to get Nebraska and plan it as a Big Ten conference game to do that at Happy Valley and, and hope that a ton of Nebraska fans flock that direction. I, I just I just don't see it. Just anybody beating it. And I know Wisconsin can try to throw themselves out at Camp Randall, can try to throw themselves out at at, at maybe even Lambeau, but I don't think they get anywhere close. And just the sheer size of what happened tonight is just that much more impressive. Completely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it, what they I I was I spent an hour and a half on with on YouTube earlier with Connor at Corn Craze, and uh, they had a flyover, right? I saw the tunnel walk. The tunnel walk by itself was pretty walk. cool, and then they had a flyover after that, right? Yep. I did and not then, see the flyover. Uh, then they had a drone show. I saw, I saw the drones. We watched that, the drones. Dig, you know what? Two years ago, I did a short reaction video where I thought Trev Alberts being hired as an athletic director was a terrible idea. What a fucking moron I was. <laughs> Just flat out a dumb shit idiot. This guy has done, he's done a, a bang up job. It would not even come close to saying what he's done so far. I mean, Gray, obviously we need to see some, you know, wins in our sporting teams, but I, you know, even pulling this off is just beyond comprehension. And the thing, that's the thing is I think that uh, one of the things we could do as a task tomorrow, not us necessarily, but I'm sure somebody's going to be doing this is literally going around the world and collecting headlines from across the planet. Uh, people mentioning Nebraska. And I think good. that, you know, th that's kind of a cool thing. Good for the state, good for the brand, good for the team. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, every once in a while I have to do Comcast support calls and I end up talking to women in the Philippines. And if you get, you're working with Comcast and you get a woman in the Philippines, they know how to fix your shit, but they don't know anything about Nebraska. Because if I bring up like, yeah, you ever heard of Nebraska? No, no, fuck no, they never have. Well, now they might. Better watch some of those impersonations, John. You're going to be... Slandered. Um, we got a few comments here. Obviously, it's uh, it's volleyball-centric. Uh, John Schmidt says, wouldn't it be nice if football was like that? We will be again, John, I promise you. Um, I don't know when, I don't know where, but soon for the rest of our lives. Anyway, um, that was not the best 
Brando Sports Rules says, let's go, baby. Big red till I'm dead. Can't wait to watch our Huskers throw the bones tomorrow. Uh, can I, wait. What? 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 Can I not get through the starred comments for just five minutes? You should put up that, that little Greg the easily irritated. That's what you should be putting on your little timeline I, things. I'll, I'll change it. I'll change it. But first, okay. Wade says, how many th- plus how many thousands watching at home? Even John was watching. And I was watching. We were all watching. Um, and though he cannot comment, uh, a friend of the show, Josh, was also watching. He, he says the comments are on, but he's not able to comment. So maybe YouTube just doesn't like him. Um, Deion Pryor says, damn, Nebraska, we can feel a lot of pride. Don't disagree. Uh, Cornhusker Corner says the only way the record gets broken is if they increase the size of Memorial Stadium. Nebraska fans are undefeated. And there was th- one more. I, I think you give it time, and yeah, that, that there is a strong possibility that that could happen. Yeah. Um, back here at the top. Oh, let me unstar that. Uh, nope, I'm not allowed to do that. I think John would shoot me. Uh, Fred says, Greg with the double thumbs like Rob Van Dam. It's true. Uh, and then with, with another, let's put this in perspective. One of the largest crowds ever uh, to attend a, a live sporting event was in, I'm going to try to get this right, in spring of 1987, WrestleMania three in uh, Toronto had a shade over 93,000 fans for WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. We had Nebraska women's volleyball and a drone <laughs> show. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to put it in perspective as right, to how yeah how insane we are as a fan base, right? Um, we had volleyball day in Nebraska. I think there's a concert going on. There's you know some live entertainment. There's the drones, things like that. But largely, it was the spectacle. It was the idea of being there, setting the uh, record, and and we did that. But we're just a thousand and change off of WrestleMania three. And John, you were at WrestleMania three. I think you were, uh, uh, the special guest referee for Hogan and Andre, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Were, were you reaching down, uh, Hogan's tights and putting the foreign object in place? Yeah. The railroad spikes. <laughs> that's you what they're calling they it these then? days. That, that's what they're calling it these days. Uh, well, they would, come on. You, you ever had a guy pull a railroad spike out of his pants and threaten you at a bar? There you go. I have never had a man pull a spike out of his pants and threaten me with it. Thank you. That's what I, they I, did I, in the old days, back yeah, when I, men fought with tools I, and I, I have, weapons. Yeah, I, I got to stop and think what is today. Uh, what was a couple? Uh, no, no, not for a while yet. No. There we go. Change my name. Uh, Fred says Memorial Stadium would break the record for attendance with John versus uh, the, the Baron, who's we brought up a lot here recently. Uh, Baron Von Raschke, uh, Steel Cage, Geritol on a pole match. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. Uh, That's kind of okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Sponsored by Metamucil. <laughs> wow. What the hell? And, and the company that makes the plastic that John ke- uh, covers his couches with. <laughs> all right just saran wrap uh so nebraska's undefeated and t- after tomorrow this maybe not quite this time tomorrow night but shortly after this time tomorrow night nebraska will have two undefeated teams when 
the Oscars traveled north to take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Or if you listened to uh, Monday Night Therapy with Todd, Todd and John, or John and Todd, and their uh, friend um, Noel, Noah, Nolan, whomever, from gopherhole.com, it's John, were you speculating that they took the golden away from Gophers, or was that Todd? Well, I think Adam Carricker said it as a joke, and then somebody in the comments uh, brought it up, and then I put it up. So hopefully, we'll, we'll you know what tomorrow we'll take the fuck we'll take the golden right uh, right out of them. Uh, oh my god, things are falling apart already. See, that's why I'm I'm more subdued. You know, uh, so prior, I, I would say prior to Nebraska volleyball or volleyball day in Nebraska, the biggest news from Lincoln this week was the unfortunate situation with Eric Gilbert. Yep. And John, John, I know you had a very strong opinion about that entire situation and, uh, uh, dare I say started quite the Twitter kerfuffle. I did. You know what? I, I got up this morning fe- feeling I got up that morning feeling like uh, somebody had taken a baseball bat to my head because the, you know, the headaches have been terrible in the mornings lately. And I was grouchy as hell. I mean, really grouchy. If you ever thought you saw grouchy before, I was three times that. So the first thing I see is Eric Gilbert is, uh, you know, been arrested for some the d- 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 dumbest shit ever. And then I, you know, I went on to my first thought was, well, you know what? If the guy had some structure, if he had some hope, he would play that, you know, maybe this wouldn't have happened. So I went on Twitter and I said, you know, I realize we make our own choices, but you can't help but think that the NCAA non-decision and stringing this along for months, it has to be part of this. Jesus, people get John Bishop got so bent out of shape about it. Uh, you know, I ended up at the end of the day, I blocked that son of a bitch. There you go. Block that motherfucker on Twitter. You know why I blocked him? I blocked him because I was worried about his mental health. <laughs> I, I, it, it, like 8.30 in the morning, he went back and forth with me like three or four times telling me like, yeah, you can't blame the NCAA. And I was like, I'm not blaming the NCAA. I said, we all make our choices. I'm just saying if the guy had structure, if he had hope he was going to play, he wouldn't have gone into a, a a vape shop and walked around like he was shot. I mean, if I was going to break into a place, I think I'd do more than just like throw a rock through the window, walk around like I'm looking for the best deals, and then walk outside and get met by police officers. You see this comment, John? I, I think Fred. It's, I think what Fred meant was what smoking Gilbert vape. <laughs> Oh, it's a great good, stuff. It's a good one. Uh, but, for, uh, for those of you who are not joining us on, on the video version on YouTube, which you should, by the way, uh, if you're, but if you're just listening to this on audio, which is available now on Podbean and through some of the, uh, you know, of course, it's still Apple. Um, but Fred says, nil endorsement movie deal. What's eating Gilbert vape? Yeah, uh, so. that, that should be what's smoking Gilbert vape on that, I feel. But yeah, that's, some of it's about right. I So uh, here's the thing. I... I agree with you, John. The whole will he get the waiver? Will be will he be allowed to play? Has been dragged on. Um, but you were not you were not removing Eric Gilbert from responsibility. No, he made. You know, his at choice. the end of the day, he's an individual. Right. He made a he made a choice. Did something stupid. Now he's going to pay the price. 
all you were saying, and I think this is the part that John Bishop failed to pick up on, but he's a Cubs fan, so he fails a lot of things, um, is that <laughs> is that this process being prolonged so long, if he was given clear instructions like, hey, yeah, you're going to be able to suit up on Thursday night or, or maybe next Saturday, you know, whatever it was, you have hope of playing, then I feel like that, you know, you know, keeps the kid's head where it needs to be. It, it, it changes the focus. I think the NCAA has drug its feet long enough that Eric Gilbert was basically convinced uh, it's taken too long. I don't, I, I'm basically good as ineligible anyway. And if it takes you to a place where you're just not prepared for weird things happen, man, I, it's, it's, a lot of people who aren't really used to like this kind of talking about mental health and stuff demons sneak up on you real fast and if you just aren't prepared for it if you just aren't prepared for what to look for like if you know certain situations something's going to happen you're like this is how i normally respond if it if it creeps up into a different space you just don't know how you're going to react if if eric gilbert thought all right i should have heard something by now i should be available or i shouldn't be available somebody give me an answer if he has a concrete answer Maybe he makes a different decision. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. But at least, at least if he knew one way or the other, and he might know now, but if at the time had he known, it would have made things a little bit easier to take a step back and go, all right, I either need to focus on the game on Thursday or, okay, now how do I take the next step to either focus to help out the team or help myself out if I want to get into the draft next year? There's two things. Number one, if the NCAA didn't want people to have a second transfer, why'd they ever offer the fucking option in the first place? And then, then yeah. they didn't say anything, and then they string these kids along. I Kids, they're not kids, but they string these student athletes are supposed to care about so much. They string them along for months. And then they go, oh, well, we don't want you to do that because we won't. Well, then make that fucking decision before they start transferring the second time, you assholes. Actually give a shit about your student athletes that you say you care about so much. The second point is this. Were either of you guys do juvenile delinquents when you were young? No. No, because uh, my mother would have killed me. Okay, well, criminal mischief. I was more mischief, afraid of my mom than the than Criminal the mischief too. senior year of high school, huh? What do you think of that? <laughs> and one of, the, one of the replies I said to John Bishop said, if you were a juvenile delinquent, or you still are now, I still kind of am, you would understand this behavior. And the behavior is this. If somebody else, you know what? If you're sitting around waiting for somebody else to make a decision about what's going to happen with your life, sooner or later, you're going to look at them and go, well, fuck you guys. I'm going to make that decision for you. And sometimes that behavior is very self-destructive. I was a juvenile delinquent because I was bored as hell. What is the phrase? Idle hands? Something, yeah. Something along that Idle nature. hands are the devil's workshop. Uh, you were a juvenile delinquent. Uh, Fred says he was a saint. I have no reason to uh, find any fault or disagreement with that statement. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Cornhusker Corner says one would think uh, with the nil money, Eric could walk in and buy $1,600 worth of vapes if he wanted or get a friend to do it f for him for anonymity. He says this whole thing screams CIA. Yeah, it does. 
I, it does. It, and he actually, he follows it up, uh, or, or they, Cornhusker Corner podcast, uh, another Husker podcast out there, but let me see if I can find it. It, it wasn't too far away. Um, the feds got to our boy Eric a real damn shame. Uh, Johnny uh, James Boardman says, Johnny Rogers robbed a gas station. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. The sky's the limit for Eric. I think it's possible. Although they don't, you don't see too many tight ends win the Heisman. And uh, J.R. Gilmore says Dr. Tom would play Eric on Saturday if cleared by the NCAA. Oh, he, w- he wouldn't now. He wouldn't be able to. Public outcry would be too much. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, but it was it was it, the age before social media. John, do you remember the age before social media? Right, somehow it's back there. You know, I, I actually interviewed I interviewed Johnny Rogers years ago. And it was Todd, I think, that said, ask him why he robbed the gas station. So by God, I did ask. I probably am one. I am probably the only Nebraska person, media member type person who has ever asked Johnny Rogers publicly out loud in an interview. Why the hell did you rob that gas station? And he said, did you make smart decisions when you were young? And I said, no, I did not make. You know, we both talked about how stupid you are when you're young. And how you can come get over those stupid decisions and go forward with your life and, you know, do the world some good as you mature. And that's really kind of what this is about. Now, the problem with that is, is nowadays if Johnny Rogers robbed a gas station with a gun, he'd go to jail for like 25 years, you know, for committing a crime with a gun. But, you know, and that's what my generation did to the next generation down to us is we made sure you don't get away for anything. And if you get caught doing anything, the consequences are horrifying. So, you know, okay, boomer, that's what we did. That's what I was going to say. Fred also says Dr. Tom wouldn't have to play him. He'd have five other guys to step in and take the place. That's a good point. That is, yeah, that's not a false. Um, Minnie, hello, uh, welcome back. Minnie says, I don't think it's coincidence that he did this two days before the first game. Right. You right. think there's any um I mean Cornhusker Corner was talking about conspiracies against Eric and like you know somebody got to him, but what about any and, and again I don't I don't think he can blame Nebraska for any you know any waiver not going through or any paperwork being misplaced or or whatever. But do you think that the timing of it is very intentional? Yeah. He got told he wasn't going to travel to Minnesota. Yep. No. I, 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 I think at absolute, yeah, I, I agree with John on this. I think at absolute best case scenario, he's still not traveling to Minnesota to go with the team. Worst case scenario is he actually probably found out that the NCAA is not going to allow him to play. And Nebraska's turned around and tried to set out another, another appeal, which God knows how long that's going to take. And by then, what's the point? Yeah. Can we? Can I address this for Wade here? Is it about uh, the money? Yeah, I don't. You, let's go ahead and take that. I don't. All right. I, I'm I'll, not I'll sure what he's it. asking. Okay, highlight it. All right, Wade says, so you only have to give 50 cents to get green letters next to your name if you can't see you guys and only hear you guys? Well, I think it's probably 50 cents. I don't know what super chats are, but you I can't, mean, uh, he can't see us. Wait, I mean, I think I'd probably close my eyes and try not to. 
I, I mean, in my defense, my my wife tries to put a bag over my head all the time, so she doesn't want to see me either. So wait, I really really can't say I'm putting me on that one. I don't want to stare at myself in the mirror for God's sakes. Let's be real. Wouldn't it just be easier for her to put a bag over her head? Oh my God! It it would, but the problem is, is well, I mean, it's just much easier to just use it for me. That's okay. Just much like. easier. I mean, like, it, then you, I, I, I say if she wants to not see, then she needs to be wearing the bag. <laughs> also, I can't believe, you know, there's a football game to be played tomorrow night. How the hell yeah. are we even talking about this? I See, because you get distracted because your wife puts a bag on her head. Not mine. <laughs> yeah. Mine just does. My, mine just works with total avoidance. Okay. Do you still on that one? That made me sad. Um, I'm going to save that. Brando Sports World has some questions that are actually relevant to the game. We're going to save them. They're more predictions. We're going to save them for later in the show. Uh, Colin J says, we have the most delusional, out-of-touch, psychotic fans in the world, but we're loyal as shit. He's right on both accounts. Yeah. Thank God. I, I love mean, our fan base. I am the poster boy for delusional, out-of-touch, or maybe a little psychotic. And we'll... Confirm that a little later in the show when we get to the predictions. Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay. Like, there's no point in half-assing anything. I mean, go big or go home. That's just how Nebraska fans are. I mean, just you gotta you gotta love and hate us for just the pure passion and emotion. And by the way, when you go go big, you go big red by God. Yeah. I, I mean, there were there were two basic rules. I mean, I was in college in the big tw- the the Bill Callahan era. Ugh. God, I'm glad student tickets were cheap then. But there were only, most of us understood two rules: wear red, be loud. All you I have, have to a do. Shirt this is it. Follow those two rules. If you can't, if if you're around people who can't handle that, that's on them. So the team is okay. in. Uh, what? Go ahead. What? I was just gonna say the team's in Minnesota right now. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight, Greg. You will. You're going to have to. Otherwise, you won't make it to halftime because you're oh, old. God, that's true. Because you're old. <laughs> He's oh, eight. What are you talking no. about? No. Let me. I can have me... people drain your bank accounts this weekend. Can you get? Never mind. Um, <laughs> they ain't going to find a whole lot. Um, I got kids. That's $8.73 that you won't have, motherfucker. I got to buy bread and milk, man. Let me buy the innocent. All right, no. That was I guess. Oh, last night, I'm I'm doing laundry, and, and today was picture day for my my boy at school. Of course, he lost a tooth last night, uh, so he's got this tooth here, nothing there. Um, and so he he, I wanted him to take a sign for picture day that said, "You should see the other guy," because um, he's got two front teeth out. But that was frowned upon. But I had to make sure that he had appropriate clothing for school for pictures and I fell asleep in my chair as I do almost every night. And I woke up at like five 30. I'm like, Oh, I guess I better do laundry. So I slept all night in my chair, John. So I understand what it feels like to be old. Okay. Just want you to know. Okay. You know how many times I fall in this, I fall asleep in the recliner that I'm currently sitting in. The old man game is strong Mm -hmm. with me. There's nothing more comfortable than falling asleep, watching TV on a recliner. It is amazing. 
this is an absolute ridiculous question that I can't uh, help but address. Brian Anderson wants to know, when am I getting on the podcast? It's about time you had some eye candy in one of the boxes. Um, now, look. Brian, 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 you need to be aggressive and ask me because okay. here's the problem. My I In the last like week trying to get ready for football season, I've been trying to teach people to use the online editor, get all the stuff straightened out for football season, figure out how I'm going to get the tickets, how we're going to get to gatherings, how I'm going to go downtown to be at Lions Pub tomorrow for the live streaming and all this stuff. And then I forget everything and things just get dropped. So, you know what I'd like you guys to do? What I'd like you guys to do, Greg, is maybe have live shows after the games without me. Maybe. You could think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'm also going to think about sleep. (laughs) Sleep. (laughs) I fall asleep in my chair. I'm not going to get to start tomorrow's game on time, which is blasphemy, uh, because I'm being treated to a steak dinner. So, you know, just going to put on my uh, my dancing shoes and go out and uh, shake what my – anyway. All right, so <laughs> Nebraska-Minnesota, the – look, before we get to the game specific, uh, I found this, and hopefully this does not get flagged or, or, or stripped down or kick us off of YouTube uh, for playing this because I uh, this is a TikTok video, or as I said – before the show, uh, which Jarrett got a kick out of a, a tickety talk uh, video from uh, two four seven Nebraska, I believe it's just two four seven Nebraska or two four seven Sports Nebraska. I want to share this. It's a about a minute, minute and a half long video of Matt Rule uh, talking to the team before uh, or, or during practice. I want to play this for you here. We'll keep an eye on the comments. Uh, hopefully, this works. If not, this prelude has been for nothing. So, who here on this field was drafted in the first round? Anybody? 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 I'm the head coach out here. Trev Russ. Come on out here, Trev. Who here played in the National Football League? Please come out here. Come on, Keith. No one needs your shyness. All right. Pay attention, please. Now I'm trying to talk. Okay, guys. Now, Trev. How many sacks? 29 and a half sacks. Did you redshirt? Yes. He redshirted. Some guys should be sad when they redshirt. <laughs> so you're a master of your craft, yes? Trev, what did you do on the scout team? I worked hard to make myself better to get ready to play the next year and feel a great look to the offense. So, how did he end up being a first round pick? The fifth pick in the draft, he mastered his craft by going against what? Other great players. If you come out here and you don't go hard and you don't master your craft, that's stupid, yes? Keith, did you redshirt? Keith redshirted. Donnie, did you redshirt? Adam was different. Adam went and played baseball, so you never redshirted, yes? Unless you're a little bit older. Austin, did you redshirt? Terrence, did you redshirt? And Terrence didn't redshirt. And you went in what round, Terrence? Had you come back for another year, what round would you have gone in, probably? Top five. <laughs> 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 Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Okay. 
You know what? I, that is Matt Rule doing what he's shown us all offseason, which is using the assets he has around him to make his team better and coach actually do shit. My God, what did we do for the last five years? I'm, I'm going to say this. I, th- I think I, I really like that video, and, and I played it because I saw it first. He had an equally um, impressive uh, video. He, 247 Huskers, had um, had an equally impressive video where, where basically he said, you know, took the 11 guys on the offense and said, all right, uh, how many of you are seniors? And four linemen walked off, and Jeff Sims walked off, and, and I mean, like there was shells there. So he, he, you know, skeleton crew, and so he's like, all right, give me some – younger guys to fill in. He's like, that's why you're red shirting or that's why that that's the process. The, the entire intent is to red shirt, to m- mature yourself physically and mentally uh, to prepare yourself to fill in these roles. And like, I've been saying now, look, this is not, you know, anything new, but I'm like, that's what Nebraska has been missing. So often we're throwing guys out there, you know, it, it, well, Ben Hart has been on the offensive line, I'm pretty sure, since he was a freshman. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, and depending on the game, mostly wrong. <laughs> but there's never, especially up front, there's not ever been, uh, you know, Cam Jurgens, a classic example, you know, was thrown into the fire uh, very early. We have not had the ability to have depth and experience at a lot of these positions. So, Look, am I am I do I boastfully say 15 to no? Yeah. And 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 when we get to it, spoiler alert, I'm gonna predict Nebraska wins every game this year. Um <laughs> ho- hopefully that didn't, you know, take the piss out of it for, for all of you who are sitting on the edge of your seats waiting uh on pins and needles. Um but there may be growing pains. And and one of the things that Matt Rule said in that other video, again, I don't have it here. But he said, iron sharpens iron. And I know it's cliche, but it is the truth. This is why, you know, I always go back to to some of the players from those those legendary uh, 90s championship teams. Some of the guys on offense were, were saying the best defense we ever went up against was in practice, you wow. know. And you had the the the, the guys on the, on the second and third string pushing. They want to try to, to – crack into that lineup so the ones had to keep continue to improve and and that is what i think nebraska has been missing for years yeah this is true hi i'm captain obvious i'll, I'll be your yeah. co-host tonight <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it nebraska fans will tell you remember in the glory days everything is one up front offensively and defensively. And there are sometimes, and a lot of situations over the last few years in particular, guys just were not physically or mentally ready to be able to have the luxury of having some very talented guys turn around in red shirt to get into the the ins and outs of day-to-day practices, of game weeks, of just the entire season to get schooling underneath their feet it's it's so important just to be able to say just to have them step back and say okay this is what i need to do this is how i can improve this is how i can help the team right now 
and then go from there. It's, it's a lot of, yeah, you want the best 11 guys out on the field all the time. But sometimes a guy who could be really, really good could be great if he actually had the ability to spend a year in redshirt and develop to take that time and go from really, really good to great. As Matt Rule pointed out, Trev Alberts was a first-round draft pick. Guess what? Alabama has a lot of good guys. Georgia has a lot of good guys. That that redshirt and have the ability to do that because a lot of the guys who are playing now did that before them. I, what is he setting like half the team up to be redshirted? Cause I mean, the no. rules are so much different now you can play four games and get a redshirt still. So, I mean, we're already, you're already kind of speculating with the way he handed out the black shirts that we're going to see like 50 guys play defense just to see what happens tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I guess, you know, if he looks at him like Eric Fields, we've heard some stuff about Eric Fields when he was first recruited, that he's a guy that was a diamond in the rough and he was a heavy hitter linebacker, Oklahoma, right? That guy. Well, maybe he plays in two, three, four games and then he red shirts the rest of the season. I, you know, there you go. I don't and know. The, and the, I'm going to like freak out right now. You know what I mean? Well, the other good thing is, too, with the new Richard rules about being able to play four in four games where you, you couldn't play at all before, it doesn't necessarily have to be the first four, and that's it. You could play, you know, tomorrow at Minnesota and then maybe next week at Colorado, and then maybe you're needed down the road for a, a run-heavy team like in Illinois and a run-heavy team like Iowa at the very end of the year, and there's your four – there's your four games where you could be valued as a run stuffing defensive lineman while still be able to help the team out from a scout team, but still be able to gain, you know, throughout the entire season of what you're going to see, particularly in the big 10 West. I think Jerry, that's a great point. I don't know if the, the four game uh, rule for red shirts has ever been utilized and, and and the way you laid it out there, I'm I'm gonna use a word that hopefully doesn't trigger anybody, but almost weaponized. You know, um, there's a way to really strategize around some of these uh, players, their strengths, and and put them in uh, convenient matchups for for their skill set. Uh, and I don't I don't I just don't think it's ever been done. I think it's oh we need the body, let's throw them out there, and oh somebody's back. All right, we're gonna. We're gonna, you know, pull him back and and you know maintain the the red shirt or you know worst case scenario you use up four games at the beginning of the season and then somebody gets hurt and then you need that player for the fifth game in November and now they're pissed because they were you know expecting to redshirt the season and and uh, you know then then hard feelings uh, get, and, which brings up the question Jacob the Buckeye uh, says can players nowadays be patient enough to wait to play when they can go somewhere else and play now. Does the transfer portal change coaches' thinking in regards of redshirting? I'll say I'm, I'm going to answer the second part first. I think that uh, uh, the transfer portal immediate or, or definitely changes the coaches' uh, approach. But I also think that that's why Matt Rule kind of stepped in and, and really hammered home the importance of the redshirts uh, is to try to you know get in front of it, you know. Um, can players nowadays be patient enough? 
I, I guess it depends on where they're at. If they're at Alabama or Georgia and they realize that within that system, they are likely to not just get a chance to play in a year or two, but probably compete for a national championship. I think that they're a little bit more um, uh, able to, to sit back and, and be on that back burner. But if they're at Nebraska, which, you know, recent history tells us is not a contender and they want to go test the water somewhere else where, you know, maybe they, maybe they'll go down to a, a FCS school or something like that. Or, you know, then, I mean, we've seen that happen as well. So I, I don't, uh, that that's my, my take guys. I, I think the prime example of that too would be McCaff- Luke McCaffrey, you know, a guy who was used in various positions here at Nebraska, but wanted to be a quarterback and Scott Frost didn't want to use him as a quarterback. He wanted to use him as more of a, a, a wide receiver or running back as a playmaker. And so he ended up transferring to Louisville to try to go get the Louisville job. Well, then he realized he wasn't going to get the Louisville job. So he turned around a week later and transferred to Rice. Right. Oh, and by the way, in case anybody noticed, he played wide receiver at Rice. He wasn't the quarterback there either. So, yeah, the, I, sometimes there isn't the patience with that. But then players are also going to realize, too, that there might just be a reality check that the coaches that put you in your their original positions at a school, you go to a different school thinking you could play something else, and maybe you just don't fit there either. So you go back to the position you played at your first school, and you went, well, you know, maybe this might not be so bad. But then I've transferred school, so now I'm just almost kind of stuck where I'm at. Yeah. And, you guys and- remember Bruce Pickens? Trade not on that one. Do you guys in the comments, is anybody Bruce Pickens? Remember Bruce Pickens? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Bruce Pickens. Yeah, for the Buffalo Bills. What? From the Buffalo Bills. Okay, that'd be no. No from anybody? Okay, we got a few. We got a couple yeses. Will Fiddle says yes. James Borman said yes. Bruce Pickens was the third overall draft pick from Nebraska in the 1991 draft. I think it was. That's, yeah, that's true. 1991 NFL draft. Third Correct. overall pick. Correct. You know what happened to Bruce Pickens? Uh, he spent he tried, four years in the league. Yeah, he, he was one of the worst draft picks ever. And one of the reasons for that, well, he held out against, uh, you know, for Atlanta, but whatever. That wasn't the reason. In these books that I did, you know, I did the interview with Paul Koch, and these books are full of all sorts of stuff about the 90s, like almost a millions of words. Uh, come on, who's the, the good guy, the guy's name, our strength coach of all time, Boyd Epley talks about the fact that they had certain things that everybody had to do to meet standards that they were going to, you know, that they set for the football team. And he doesn't say Bruce Pickens out loud, but he does say there was a certain guy who didn't meet any of those standards and didn't bother doing any of the weightlifting they asked him to. In other words, he never put the work in that was required for him to be successful as a third-round draft pick. And that's really what Matt Rule is pointing out. He's saying – you guys, if you want to get better at your craft, it might take you an extra year of what you actually just mostly learn and don't get on the field. And if you don't put that time in, then there you go. Will Fiddle says that uh, uh, he seemed to always get beat well, when he was at Nebraska. Um, uh, Fred says, whoop, sorry, John says, uh, in 1991, I was learning the alphabet. 
Yeah, I was four in 91, John. Sorry. Well, fuck Fred, all you guys. Uh, <laughs> Fred, Fred says 2023, and Bob Diaco is still learning the alphabet. That's, That's true. A great one. Yeah, that's true. Um, the uh, New York Times pre-draft assessment on Pickens uh, said, you know, 5'10", 192-pound cornerback, ran a 4.4840, a junior college transfer who hasn't been exposed to top passing offenses and is somewhat raw in overall development but has the best physical skill of the DBs this year. Very athletic. Yeah. Uh, what that turned into over the four years of his career was 88 tackles and two interceptions. Yeah. So third round, third guy in the take it overall in the draft, you know, because again, it was a guy that didn't put the work in, didn't, you know, kind of like who was a quarterback from LSU that turned into one of the worst of all time? Uh, 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 Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. The yeah. Dr- purple drank guy. Yep. Purple drink. Uh, <laughs> that's what it was wasn't it yeah yeah i know what you're talking, what you're talking about yeah <laughs> all right so um let's let's hit some of these comments uh first of all will said much earlier in the show i uh, would just like to thank sp we all know who that is again for destroying the last 20 years of nebraska football it's okay right. we have a new future ahead of us and it starts tomorrow yep and, and speaking of that type of unbridled optimism, uh, TMZ2 said a bit ago that when I was young in the late 70s, I wished for one more championship during my life, and I got three. So hang in there. Yeah. Hang in I, there, I John. Mean, it, it starts I'm hanging with in one, here. But, but you know what? Hey, eventually one can become two, two can become three. Um, CFB peak around the corner with Greg uh, Flugauer. Flug. I'm sorry, Greg. Uh, as another Greg with a difficult uh, last name, I'm right there with you. Solidarity, my brother. Uh, rule sounds like PJ Fleck. Oops, was I supposed to not say that? I don't. I don't see any similarities whatsoever. <clears throat> we don't do. We don't do sloganeering here. Yeah, we're not doing sloganeering. <laughs> this guy, Greg, the other Greg. What the hell? And and on top of that, Brian Anderson says PJ Fleck eats bananas uncomfortably slowly in front of strangers. Yeah, take that, Greg. Other Greg commenter. Uh, let's Our keep guy's going. not like PJ Fleck at all. Yeah, not his eyebrows all. are in yeah, a normal he place. He doesn't look he like has, a serial killer after surgery. He, yeah, Matt Rule hasn't had Botox yet. <laughs> that we Fred is. I, yeah, I think well. Fred's been spending a little bit of time this past week on Peacock. Watching some of the Glory Day WWF uh, content that's over there on Peacock, not a sponsor. Uh, he says, "I think our three three five, the unknown and uh, prestigitation by Matt by God, woo, Mean Gene rule <laughs> will sneak a W versus the Paint by Numbers Gophers." So you know, Fred, stop! No words like that because the Iowa people don't know what the hell you're talking about. For God's sakes, come on! <laughs> prestigious seven letters at the most. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not educated. I'm not educated enough to try yeah. to pronounce that one. I don't think <laughs> that would not have ended well. Um, John, you and, and Todd were were fortunate enough to have a, a gopher guest on Monday night. Did you get any insight? Now, look, you're in the belly of the beast. You're in the heart of the enemy uh, where you live in uh, insert town name here, Minnesota. What's yes. all the local media? What what are all of your contacts? Uh, what 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 are they saying about Minnesota, John? Local media, they cover the Vikings. Oh, sorry. 
No, I thought, mean, you know, it's that's a college the, town. That, that's the thing about it. You know, as I heard from some Minnesota people, this is PJ Flex best team. And then you got, you know, Noah was on and I think he was pretty reasonable. He thought, you know, PJ Fleck has his poop together. I think PJ Fleck has his poop together. Uh, I, I, he felt that he, we would, he, they would beat Nebraska. And I, I mean, why not? I mean, they beat us four straight times and we're coming into a game with a brand new coach, brand new offense. We don't know anything about what we're going to do tomorrow. Are you saying that it's entirely possible that all of my uh, unbridled optimism is for naught? No. Okay. You can still, I mean, what do you really, it, it's not a disaster if Nebraska loses to Minnesota. It's a disaster if our offensive line looks like they did last year. It's a disaster if Minnesota scores 38 points and we only score three. And then we could go, oh, God, it's a disaster. And then we could spend the week, and then we can beat Colorado. And we go, they're going to be the greatest team ever, because that's what we do. Greg, Greg the optimistic now, I see. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, uh, yeah. I was a very irrational, ir- irritable. No. I'm always, I'm ever optimistic. I, I was at a conference last month, and uh, they told me that I needed to change my outlook and, and put on like positive Greg. So I've been trying to be more positive, but when it comes to my love of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, I'm always positive. Cause I always know a win is just 60 minutes away. Unless you play Texas in the big 12 title game, then a loss is 60 minutes and one second away. Look at Huck that. You, Derek. Huck you. Fred Sacco says it's a disaster. Well, John's on the toilet and it spawns another shirt. <laughs> that is exactly, that is exactly <laughs> correct. Fred. Very good. My God. Yeah. And and Will agrees with you, John, which means that I don't know if Will's going to be welcome around here anymore, uh, but says that John's correct. We know nothing. I really hope we smash them, but it's all unknown. The beauty of reactionary sports. I, I think I, you know what? Best... Go ahead, Go John. Ahead, Derek. Well, I, I, tomorrow I plan on going down to Lions Club and being on some live stream with another, the what is the no block, no rock guys. Maybe if I can get this done. Uh, and then I'm going to go to the Minnesotans from Nebraska gathering at, in St. Paul and get on a shuttle bus at 515, go over to the stadium. And I could tell you, I'm just going to be, I am going to yell false things at all the Minnesota fans I see. I'm going to yell things about us rounding counters and fullback tracks, and you wait till we run speed options up your ass. What do you think that go for fans, motherfuckers? And they're all going to be lies because I don't know anything about what we're going to actually run for plays. But when it actually happens, you are going to look like a fucking genius. That's yeah. what's going to be great. See, that's what you do is you make shitloads of predictions, and then you only tell people about the ones that are right. So, I mean, something's got to be right eventually. I mean, if you yeah. say en- if you say enough shit, something right. has to stick. All right, we we have to address the elephant in the room. What elephant? Oh, I'm sorry, the elephant in the comment section. Oh, and I thought and you were and, and that is that <laughs> people like Fred more than they like us. So Will oh, says Fred. You are on fire. Um, we've got Aaron saying, uh, Fred, you fucking legend. Uh, Josh says, God, I love it when Fred's on a roll. Like, he's more over than we are, John. It's, it's our okay. damn show. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Know you, know what what? you know what, I'm Greg? Kidding. It's okay. It's, that, great, that it's okay to have love all around. You really do need to get a haircut. No, what? I just, I'm ready for football. I'm ready for talking to be over and doing to be doing. All right. 
All right. Well, let, we're we're fifty two minutes into this shindig. Um, shindig. X's and O's. We, John, you said we we can't talk about anything because we don't know anything. We, we can have make no shit idea. Up. Come on, we can make. I'm doing it, making shit up with the best of them. Before look, I. You know how many times I've talked myself out of being arrested? That's what that fucking Eric <laughs> Gilbert did not do. He was very. Um, <clears throat> I, I I say this to his credit. He complied very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So a programming note for next week. Uh, we we usually do the shows on Thursdays. Uh, obviously, uh, we're doing it Wednesday because the game's tomorrow. That, that would be horrible to try to do a show about the game during the game. We can't do it Wednesday night because of my schedule. So next week's show with a very special guest is going to be Friday night, 9 o'clock Central. John, are you writing that down? No. Oh, I put it in my calendar. It. Okay. Did you put it on your uh, uh, list app? Yeah, I tick tick. It's not in your the tick tick, tick tick because it's already in the calendar. Good. So uh very excited to bring back a a good friend and familiar voice and face for all of Coronation fans. Um that's happening next Friday night. We have some uh great comments here. Uh Fred says, Tell the gopher fan this just accidental that it happened to be Fred. You know, he gets the attention because we give him the attention, and that's okay because it's always entertaining. Tell the Gopher fans that Matt, the Harbinger of Doom rule, will slay them with the jawbone of a Polini. I like that one. <laughs> Gonna write that down. Uh, oh, oh, hold on. TMZ2 says, Who's Fred? No. Oh. That'll bring you back to Earth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, um, can we turn the ceiling fan next time? Is that. My ceiling fan, I, I do need. I'm getting a little roasty in here, so um, I'll work on that next time. Um, all I'm right, getting so some, hot and bothered. <laughs> well, in that case, this will only warm you up more because Minnie says, "When we win tomorrow, I'll miss the Grumpy John post games." Literally, the only thing that kept me going last year. Thank you, Minnie. I hope I, I hope there's no grumpy John post games either. Not real grumpy like last year, at least, because you know that got it. It got it out of my system though, and the next day I I was too exhausted to be upset about anything. <laughs> oh, what's the yeah, fun yeah. of that? <clears throat> yeah, see, grumpy John posts is bad. That means shit's not going well. We we want things to go right, people. Come on now. Kale follow in a Greg. Bit of... Follow Greg the optimist. Yeah. I'm number one. Uh... Caleb's in a bit of a predicament. Saw a fellow UNL student at the Union wearing a Colorado football shirt. Wanted to excommunicate her right there, but unfortunately, I don't have the power. Caleb, I promise you, you do have the power. <gasps> Caleb. All you Caleb. really have to do. Well, and it's a her, so I don't know. In a this, world of equality, know, but also not assault. I, 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 you know what? Moving on. Wait, <laughs> no, Caleb, oh. Caleb, Caleb. This is <laughs> clearly, clearly a cry for help. Public shunning at a university I, I, for wearing a, a, a rival university. Pu public shunning must be done of some You sort. need to show them love and the misguiding ways or whatever the hell that statement is. How misguided their ways are. And, you know, just 
just say, excuse me, miss, I don't know what you call it, young women these days, because, you know, that's a whole blow up in your face itself. Excuse me, creature wearing a Colorado shirt on a University of Nebraska campus. That ought to do it. Could you please understand how misguided you are and how just you need help? You need help. Here's how. And then take them and buy them a beer at a bar. You explain to them. Yeah. And if they don't accept you, then you can just, you know, excommunicate them. Every time I saw somebody with a Texas shirt on, I I just, I seriously just wanted to punch them just so hard. Just why? Why? Just go to Texas where you, where you want to belong then, because we don't want you here. I have to do something real quick. Uh, Hey, Siri. Set a reminder tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. to yell out loud, Matt Rule is the harbinger of doom. There you go. If it's not on his tick tick, though, he won't he won't get it. Right, it's um, right there. It's right there. See, there, there's a reminder. It's going to pop right. up, and I'm going to go, oh! Brett, uh, Caleb, Fred has uh, some, should you encounter this UNL student again wearing the uh, ugly uh, Colorado football shirt? Uh, Fred says, throw Kool-Aid on him and yell, the power of Johnston compels you. <sighs> this is getting out of hand. You know, you know. here's the thing. Tomorrow, oh, okay. I'm probably going to be yelling a lot of things that Minnesota fans are going to be kind of upset about. And they'll probably call security. And security will come up and I'll go, I have Tourette's, you sons of bitches. What do you want? It's football season. Tourette's, football season. They, they're like a thing that goes together. Yep. Have ticks. All right. Uh, no. God, I hope we beat these people. Yeah, but but All I right. think too the unpredictability of nobody knows what to expect out of Nebraska. Has anybody ever stopped and thought that maybe Minnesota doesn't quite know what to expect either? Right. So yeah, maybe the maybe the naivety of the whole situation is actually beneficial for us here. Uh, Caleb has decided he's going to go with Fred's suggestion. The power of Johnston compels you. That Kool-Aid had better be red. That's all I got to say. All right. This is a very important part of the show. What is it? Just no, no guile, no patience. We're going to look at the schedule for 2023, and we're going to make our preseason predictions, win or loss. We're going to end with Minnesota because they're tomorrow, so we'll get the score. So, in September, the first game of September, September 9th at Boulder, Nebraska, Colorado. Jarek, who do you have winning that game? You're part of no, this now. No, that's that's Nebraska. That one's easy. I, I, I'd say 38-21. What? Are we going to pick scores? No, not scores. Okay. I, 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 I'm just saying, it, it, that's how easy of a win it is, I feel. I, yeah, I think it, Nebraska wins that easy. I, I just I we're gonna watch Colorado against TCU. John, I'm so gonna I'm, go with Nebraska winning on that one. I'm gonna go uh, win. Um, all right, moving on to the uh, 16th, the home opener, six o'clock kickoff, Northern Illinois. John, Nebraska. Jarek, I'm gonna go to Nebraska as well, purely because the last time we played Northern Illinois it was eleven o'clock in the morning. I suffered blood clots, so seeing as how it's a new start time, things have to go better than the last time we saw them. Uh, yeah. So not only that, the last time we played Northern Illinois was also the last time we saw um, Sean Eichhorst. 
Yeah. I forgot that name. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my skin started scrawling, too. <laughs> John had a, a, a relapse. Um, the next week, Saturday, the 23rd, home against uh, Louisiana Tech. Nebraska. Jerry? Yep. I say Nebraska as well. All right. Then we have uh, Michigan on the 30th at home. And I believe they said that was uh, a big noon Saturday or, or 11 o'clock in God's favorite time zone, which is the central. Michigan. Uh, oh, Jarek? Yeah, I'm, I'm with John on this one, Greg. Sorry. Hey, hey, everybody's got to be. We all can't be perfect. True to themselves. True I to know. themselves. Uh, Nebraska wins. Then we have in October, uh, we're on the road on a Friday night, October 6th at Illinois, seven o'clock central. John, Illinois, Jarek. I'm with John again. We struggle with Brett Bielema for some odd reason. Bert, son of a bitch. I, I am planning, by the way, I since I'm reading and writing i hope somebody else john maybe you're keeping an eye on the comments i don't know um right. i keep an eye on the comments let me know if there's okay. something important they're right there okay <laughs> um okay i am i'm trying to uh work it out to attend that friday night game in champagne um and the last time they played illinois on a friday night in champagne nebraska won yeah, Riley, say, Riley O'Toole is the quarterback, I believe, for Illinois that year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to say Nebraska is going to win again. As what? <clears throat> John? Uh, all, all I know is I have I have a my brother-in-law, who now teaches at Emporia State, used to teach at Illinois for years and years. And I swear to God, if I get another damn text message that just says I-L-L-I-N-I after Illinois wins, I, I might drive down to Kansas and just go burn his house. Well, you're not supposed to put that stuff on on the record. So um, this is all oh, hypothetical. It's all for all You want to go down to his house and take a shit on his lawn. He'll know it's me. He'll know it's me. He won't care. He'll know it's me. All right. We'll have an extended break, a little uh, uh, week off, then back at home Saturday the 21st against Northwestern, the 100-year anniversary celebration of Memorial Stadium. Jarek? Nebraska. Yeah, that's that's a win. That's a win. We're not in Ireland, so that's a win. And we're also not going to do anything stupid like kick an onside kick. (laughs) Northwestern will still be O for America for the last two years. That's fine. That's that's a win. Thanks, Wade. Wade says, Illinois, Nebraska will win. Mark it down. Uh, Wade, I'm going to put you down here uh, on the Illinois as a dub. Wade says dub. Um, And if you don't believe me, it's it's right there. Wade dub. So (laughs) thanks, Wade. I appreciate the – the confidence. All right. So after Northwestern, we have Purdue at home on the 28th. We don't haven't talked a whole lot about Purdue in the offseason because there hadn't been a whole lot to talk about because they're Purdue. But John, what do you think? What? Purdue. What? Who what? Who are we playing? I was Purdue. looking at the comments, damn it. Purdue I got sucked the 28th into the black of hole that is this thing about fleet feet. Purdue, yeah. Purdue's gonna lose that game. Purdue's just uh, doesn't have you know first year coach, not enough returning players. Yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska will win that. 
All right. Uh, then we get into November, the fourth on the road at Michigan State. Garrick, I'll let you go first. I see this as this. I know Michigan State was good two years ago. wasn't that great last year. But this will be the one on the road that Nebraska should get and will get, in my opinion. Nebraska yeah. wins this. Yeah, so. I just – Mel Tucker just – just you know what he has? He's a giant head. Has anybody else noticed that? Like he has a massive, huge head, and he just he, he does the giantness of his head must do something with the blood and oxygen circulation, so he makes bad decisions at the wrong moments. Although he left Colorado for Michigan State, so that was a good move. Yeah, somebody advised him, and then they gave him millions and millions of dollars. I'm going to go with Nebraska in this game because I think we'll have figured out by then. I think that our coaching staff will figure things out sooner than Mel Tucker, despite him in his third year. Then we have on uh, Veterans Day, not Veterans Day observed, but Saturday, November 11th, uh, Nebraska is uh, having Military Appreciation Day uh, against Maryland. John. Is it, where's this at? At home. <sighs> Maryland. You think Maryland's going to win? Did... Is that what you said? That's what I said. Okay. Jarek? And again, I'm with John. Unfortunately, Little Tungvaloa scares the hell out of me on this. Yeah. This, this is probably the one home game that gets away that probably shouldn't. Yeah. 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 One home uh, game. It, 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 in, a nice, in a nice reverse with the East, you do it on the road and lose the home one that you probably shouldn't. I will say win. Yeah. Fair enough. What? All okay. right, then we then we have the 18th uh home or I'm sorry, on the road Camp Randall, Wisconsin. Uh kickoff is TBA. Nebraska Wisconsin Jarek. This is the other one on the road that I think Nebraska gets. I think they do just enough against Luke Fickle and finally breaks a Wisconsin curse because for God's sake somebody finally won't run for 100 yards against us. Wow, that's a bold prediction. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Like, seriously, Wisconsin, when they just ran the ball, I swear to you, Stephen Hawking could have ran for 100 yards against us behind that offensive line. Like, it was just, it's, there's three inevitables in life death, taxes, and Wisconsin runs for 100 yards on us. And I think finally it breaks us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. It. Yeah, we see. I moved we this. Ju- I, I moved us yeah. just so I could point to this better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hunt says Greg is the voice Always. of reason. You know what? Thanks. Fine. I can live Thanks, with man. that. I'd be happy with that. You're, you're I, happy I feel like, with I feel Greg like being the voice of reason. No, no. Well, here, here's I mean, the thing. I mean, if we if we win, yes. Here's what pessimists <laughs> like. This is what you guys like. Yeah, you're pessimists. If you're not saying well, fifteen and no national champions. You're pessimist. You want the ability to celebrate if you're right, but also to celebrate if you're wrong. Who's celebrating if I'm wrong in a loss? Have you seen me in the bathroom for God's sakes? You celebrate. You that celebrate. Don't look like celebrations to me, you son of a You bitch. celebrate with all those YouTube clicks, John. You're like money, 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 money. Yeah, well, I want those you could I want them same clicks to be positive clicks. I know. Be, I'm just it was, spread the love it, around. It was a, you know? it was a joke. It, it, I, I'm happy when I'm I'm happy when I'm wrong, and there are only certain times when I'm right that I like saying I told you so. 
losing is not one of them. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the bookend, we, we opened up the game with the, the most important trophy game of, of the, the college football year, and that's the $5 Vitsa Broken Chair Trophy against Minnesota. We end the game with the corporate monstrosity Hy-Vee Heroes Trophy against uh, Iowa at home Black Friday. Uh, Nebraska, Iowa. Jarek? Nebraska. Nebraska. Fucking said that. <clears throat> yeah, 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 no, no, you, 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 you can't take Iowa here. I'm sorry. You just can't. So, <clears throat> not counting Minnesota because we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Not there yet. All right, checking my math. <laughs> Make sure I got all the. Um, so, Jarek, I have you, or I should say, you have Nebraska going again, not counting Minnesota, eight and three. With losses to Michigan, Illinois, and Maryland. John, you have Nebraska at seven and four with loss to Michigan, Illinois, Maryland, Wisconsin. So let's get to Minnesota. And this time, pick the winner, of course, and the score. And John, I'm gonna let you go first. I am gonna I'm gonna pick Minnesota. Because until I can see that offensive line and defensive line can be tough and physical, I just I can't do it. I can I can, I could lie. I could try to lie. Like a you know, if you're a priest police officer about to arrest me, I'd go, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'd say. I'd just go to jail. Uh, but uh, I just did. You know, let's see, twenty twenty one to seventeen, Minnesota. 21-17 Minnesota. God, that hurts. All right, Jared, your turn. So originally, <clears throat> I always thought 7-5, maybe escape 8-4. and four. But when it was discussed at the roundtable, if Nebraska beats Minnesota, does that change the perception? And I say yes. Nebraska wins 27-24, and that is why – I think it turns a what should be a seven and five season into nine and three. Limit the mistakes, play better fundamentally, and if you can beat Minnesota, get the inside track to start the big, the Big Ten West. I think Nebraska could legit challenge to win it. I like it. I like it. That's it's it's nice to be, uh, you know, positive. Uh, I appreciate. Your positivity. Fred, uh, now look, Fred, we appreciate the $5 uh, gift that that will buy uh, my next round. Uh, no, it won't because I'll just go to the fridge and get it where I've already paid for it. But Fred says Nebraska beats Iowa with Brian Ferentz yelling double farts every time they go three and out. <laughs> Is this something so, people yell? Did they yell out loud double farts? I don't know. I think what it is is Fred being funny. Usually I go the rat farts route like a caddyshack. I I saw a a video. So my other podcast, uh, which I don't talk about here probably often enough, I'm not good at Um, cross-promoting. He's like, you need to start putting, like make a TikTok and start putting things on TikTok. So I've done that a few times um, to mid-range results, I suppose. Um, But course now that i have tiktok on my phone i scroll tiktok instead of scrolling facebook um and apparently you're not allowed to say motherfucker anymore on tiktok 
or no period because Never. you can't assume that it is a, you have to call them birthing person fucker <laughs> that's too many syllables right it's just this uh, that's the joke john i don't yes so double farts is spalding from caddy shack oh my god hey siri <laughs> Set a reminder at 5.30 p.m. tomorrow night to yell double farts out loud and see what people react to, how people react to it around me. Um, this is how I live my life. CFP, uh, C- CFB peek around the corner with Greg says, I'll have what Jarek is having. Thanks, Greg. See, Greg's are, Greg's back. He's, he's cool. Uh, Caleb Ward gave us a buck 99. It says, Brian Ferris eats double farts. Uh, I've heard this. And Blaine Cole, hello, Blaine, says, I Hi. prefer mofo to motherfucker. <laughs> a mofo. Wade, Wade in all caps. This is important. Wade is yelling uh, and said, Fred wants to be on your show live. That's why he just bought green letters. <laughs> got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, you, that is true. Oh All God! Right. Uh, before we get to my game prediction for tomorrow, because I haven't got that yet, yeah, we've got some others. Uh, Husker JPG says twenty-seven twenty Nebraska. Thank you, Husker JPG or uh, JPEG, I suppose, oh. uh, for that. What is it not supposed to be JPEG? Is it like GIF and JIF? Did I mispronounce it? No, I was having a you know old man problem there. Okay, tightening so, up. Sounds good. Um, Will wants to know how many times we run the option tomorrow. Two. Okay. Good answer. Uh, I say three because why not do it? Price is right rules. Um, yeah. I, and, I, I, damn, I was going to say that too because, you know, hey, if it works, just why not do it every damn play? And Will also wants to know and the fullback. I, I think we see at least one fullback trap. I, I I think if you run an option on let's say like a second and seven, pick up you know five or six yards, a third and short, set up the exact same thing. Run the fullback trap works every time. Given that your lineman can pull, we could see well, that. Well, uh, again, fundamentals, John. Fundamentals. John Fred wants you to uh, yell double farts at five thirty and also record it for TikTok. I, I don't do anything on TikTok. Okay, but if you get me the video, I can put it up on a short as a short on the coordination YouTube. Okay. So, double farts. Can't wait. Great times. My my most part of some of my family will be with me at the game, so they can probably record me getting beat up by security or something. All all fine. Um, let's see. We which they one? which they would do. You'd think they go, hey, we should probably like try to stop this. My mind, they would go that. Dumb shit deserves get it. No, no. Um, Mrs. Coronation. Mrs. Coronation would uh, uh, show a little bit of concern, but especially Rotten Son in that stadium, he's going to distance himself from you to great quantities. Yeah. Uh, TMZ two says, "Who gets the first touchdown for Nebraska?" Thomas Fadone. Ooh, good one. Is it Fadone or Fadoni? Who cares? We'll find out when he hits the first touchdown. Then the yeah, score first, then we'll learn your name. Blah. That's that's the order of things. Damn it! Despite the um, fact uh, that you were the number one tight end coming out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go Sims on a QB sneak. That's exactly what Fred said. <gasps> Almost. Oh my God! You are ago. Fred. How are you doing no. this? I'm gonna go Sims QB sneak. Actually, I like. I'm. I'm with you, Fred. I like that. Uh, John Schmidt said, uh, "This will make you happy, John." Uh, Ramir Johnson on a third and four from our own twenty. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> for our own twenty. Just a show. You no, know I'll be yelling stuff during that. Um. All right, so we we already addressed part of this Brando Sports World uh, when he said who scores first TD. Um, by the way, I'm gonna say uh, actually I think it's gonna be Gabe Urban Jr. Uh, if if I can interject my okay. opinion. Uh, thank you for the quick move on. Uh, then he what? says additionally, who gets the most receiving yards for us tomorrow? Thomas Fedone. <laughs> I'm going to say his twin brother, Thomas Fedoni. I'm actually, I'm actually going to go the other direction with the other tight end. I'm going Borkature. I'm taking a sneaky pick here. That Is that good. really how you pronounce his name? I think, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to look like a fucking idiot I real quick. I made you doubt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's what I do. Wade <laughs> wants to know, why did two guys from Big Red Wrap-Up say Nebraska is going to lose? Wade, probably for the same damn reason that John says we're going to lose, because they're fucking stupid. You know why, Wade? You know why they did that? Because it's fashionable. Yeah, it is. It's fashionable right now to pick against Nebraska. It has never been fashionable to do this. I speak truth. Those guys do shit because they're playing to viewers. Yeah. (laughs) John... I know you don't drink anymore. We need to end soon because this room and the door is closed and the room is starting to fill up with bullshit and I need to let it open the door so it doesn't start coming up into the camera view. <laughs> just just doesn't start slowly drowning you. Yeah. Uh, Cornhusker Corner hit hit us all in, in the in the back with this stab. Uh, he says, I think Jacques oh, Yant will throw a pitch pass oh, to oh, Xavier Betts for the first TD. Oh, too soon. Oh, too soon. Yes, agreed. Too soon. Well played, but too soon. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rando Sports World says, you guys excited for any other games tomorrow or Saturday? I'm excited for Florida, Utah. Uh, did I read that Cameron Rising, Utah's starting quarterback, may not be available for that one all of a sudden? I don't know. Did you? I'm pretty sure I saw that earlier on ESPN before volleyball started that that Rising might not be available for the Florida game. So that might not bode well for Utah. It'd still be a a good fun one because if Cameron Rising is available, then uh, yeah, Utah could possibly win the Pac-12. I haven't thought about anything with the Nebraska-Minnesota game except for one other game. One other game that I can't wait to watch, and it's on Sunday. Northwestern versus Rutgers. Okay. Yeah, that one. Not not. Because if you want to feel better about your life, you watch that shit and go, "Wow, God, I'm not those guys." I was gonna say not LSU, Florida on that one for well, the Sunday. Well, you know, you, Alex, that, that should be really fun too. But you know, I mean, yeah. come on. There's nothing like watching kind of pretty bad football and going, "Woohoo!" Yeah, we're not. At least we're gonna be better than them some way. <laughs> the, the the one I'm most interested in is. Iowa, Utah State, because Iowa is a 23-point favorite, and I'm not exactly convinced Iowa could put up yeah. 23 points yeah. right now. I just, I know, prove, prove me wrong. All right, just prove me wrong. Um, 
Brando Sportswear also said, I hope like crazy we run the ball early and run it often. Set the tone early that we're going to be physical and Minnesota will feel all the bruises and cuts the whole next week of practice. Throw the bones. Uh, yeah, it'll be nice. Uh, make, yeah. Let's make – you know what? Let's let's do that one thing we haven't done uh, consistently in the last decade or so, and that let's go out of our way to make run the damn ball guy really happy. Yeah, I think we will. Okay, good. Um, Cornhusker Corner says, "Fuck all the doubters." I say this: the time has come for the football gods to smile down on Nebraska. The time has come for us to take our rightful spot back. Take no prisoners. Go big red. That is, but, some you know, enthusiasm. it would be nice to, you know, have the football god smile upon us. John, I think you've just been replaced. You're no longer John the Ecstatic. That now goes to Cornhusker Corner. Oh wow. Okay, fine. <clears throat> uh, Will says my uh, my Ohio State friend, air quotes, made fun of me for quote girls taking over Memorial Stadium. I knew that was coming. Fuck him. <clears throat> yeah, I I made the mistake of. Uh texting both my brothers-in-law who are Iowa state fans and said that, Hey, 90,000 people are watching Nebraska volleyball. And it said, Hey, nice to know that at least somebody will watch Nebraska win at Memorial this year. And I just went, you, you, you guys don't have a starting quarterback or a starting running back because they were too busy gambling. You let me know how your season's going to go. You know, I guess I would have responded to him and said, you know, all of them, all of them women that play uh, volleyball or Nebraska women, and every single fucking one of them could kick the shit out of your friend from the Ohio State University. Probably drunk ass with both hands tied behind their backs. Okay? That's what I would have responded, you tiny wienered son of a bitch. There you go. Wade says no more. They just have to learn to win nonsense. What? 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 Um, Josh says 92, where'd it go? 92,003. Where the hell did it go? There we go. 92,003 <laughs> Iowa players no longer eligible. <laughs> That's about right. You also assume there's 92,000 people that either live or want to live in Iowa. Oh, they're there. They're there. Like you said, they might not want to be there. Yeah. Um, not, not willingly. Right. Dondre said uh, almost an hour ago, if oh, comments are not updating for me, John, what happened to the comments? There, you know, it's done this. We need to contact their support. We couldn't get comments in the dashboard the whole show. So, All right. Dondre says, time to take a big swig of the Kool-Aid. Husker football starts now. And with that, let's what? get to my Minnesota game prediction. Okay. There's your Minnesota game prediction, Greg. That's right. It's time time it's time so what do we know about nebraska football i think uh john has said on more than one occasion not a damn thing but as jarek reiterated you know who else doesn't know anything about nebraska football minnesota yeah, yeah. i don't think nebraska is going to come out of the gate flat and i do hope they come out disciplined and and in a, in a mindset to not make the small mistakes we you know, no false starts, no holdings. Let's, you know, I mean, you know, they're, they're holdings. Just don't get caught, right? Um, minimize the small mistakes and run the damn ball. And I think if you run the damn ball, then you're going to win because I just don't have as much confidence in Minnesota's defense as I do in our 
duct taped together offense of, you know, such is my low confidence level of Minnesota, right? That I think that this offense that has come together in the last six months is going to do some things. And I'm really excited for guys like Luke Reimer uh, and, and uh, guys on that side of the ball, uh, the polar bear to finally get, you know, his uh, sink, his teeth into uh, uh, the opposition. I really do think that Nebraska is going to come out and, and do something really special tomorrow night. And that's why I'm saying that Nebraska is going to win. And I think they're going to win 35, 17. Wow. Ooh. Whoa. You big, big guy with those 35 points. So by my tally, Jarek has selected Nebraska to finish the season at nine and three. We've yeah. always, already heard his really eloquent uh, way of, of expressing such and, and how he thinks he's going to get there because <clears throat> Minnesota could be that, that pivotal game of, of, sorry, sorry, Fred, of, you know, it making the difference between a nine win season and a five or six win season. John has let us all down by saying Again. that Nebraska is going to limp into a bowl game at seven and five. And but, for the second straight year in a row, I have Nebraska going undefeated through the regular season 12 and 0. Okay. So who's, who's uh, promising low and delivering high here, Greg? Huh? Uh, who's doing that? Doesn't matter who, who's who's drinking the Kool Aid, John. Who's who's carrying the hopes and the dreams of Husker Nation? It's not a guy who's picking them to go seven and five. Matt Rule, that'd be Matt Rule, Greg. That's who's doing that. Okay, let's make make no mistake about that. And if he gets it wrong, we're gonna have to burn him like the steak, just like we do everybody else. Oh, well, that maybe tear up a little bit. So you're just saying it's not me? It's not my unbridled optimism? It's it's lifting at the boat. It's okay. Lifting. Oh, whoa, no boats. No, whoa, 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 no boats. No boats. Sink, sinking lifting, boats tomorrow. It's, it's lifting the spirits. Thank there you. you. There you go. Yeah. And speaking of spirits, mine is empty, so I'm going to go get a refill and do all the fun post-production work that has to take place on this show. So uh, to recap, Jarek and I are winners, and John is on the other side. <laughs> But yeah, well, I've been here before, so that's not something I I saw somebody called me a dumbass earlier, a stupid dumbass. That's redundant, okay? Stupid dumbass is redundant. Now, Will, I didn't say I didn't say I wasn't going to watch the game. I said I wasn't going to be able to watch it on time. Uh, And I don't know about dancing, but there is steak involved. So, and and Fred, hallucinations, man, no. I, I've I've never once uh, uh, once touched the devil's lettuce. Okay, uh, I mean that's not entirely true, but I was in my early twenties, and it's a different time. So, anyway, um, that is it for this episode. Twenty four hours from now, yeah, John, it's a, we're eighty seven minutes into this thing, and you're old. Oh, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> Realistically, Jarek's the only one who could stay on here and, and talk all night. <laughs> I have a two-year-old that just wants me to go. I know. I want to go to bed, too. <laughs> I, I'm, I might look young, but I'm 36 in a couple of days. No, 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 no. I'm an old man. 10, 10 o'clock past my bedtime anymore. 24 hours from now, if you're watching this live on YouTube, and, and a lot of you are, and you've uh, stayed with us all night long, and we, we appreciate you. Uh, but 24 hours from now, we'll know 
the outcome of Nebraska Minnesota. Oh my God, we will. And God hope the God help us if John's right. Oh, we'll we'll be fine. We will be fine. It will be the beginning <clears throat> of a new era. Yeah, just just don't get blown out. That's all I ask, really. Oh, that see there. I'm not going that far with the fear and trepidation. There's just, another just big word them fucking Iowa people can't understand. <laughs> all right. For our esteemed colleague at Coronation, Jarek Shear, for our founder and fearless leader, this guy to my right, John Dam Justin. No, no longer ecstatic, by the way. Yeah. I'm I'm Greg Mahochko. This is the Five Heart Podcast. We remind you each and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go big red. And may I add, win the damn game.